0: Welcome to episode 162, not in the lounge, but on location. Actually, we're in the confidential lounge here on East 3rd Avenue in Conchahokan. Mickey is not here, but uh, tonight's guest is uh, someone I've known for the better part of, I guess, 25, 30 years. Uh, We graduate together from Plymouth White Marsh High School in the tender year of 1998. We are fast approaching our 20th reunion, something we'll talk about here on the show this evening. Uh... I've seen him at many different parties over the course of the years. Um, our friend, our friendship, you know, over the years has has been. Uh, he's at this party. I'm at that party. Hey, what's up? How you been? He tells me what's going on. He told me a couple of years ago that he was doing uh, improv comedy, uh, something I've always wanted to do uh, myself. Just because you know I've always done the music thing. Now I'm trying to like branch off to do different things. He actually contacted me recently. And was like, hey, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, well, come on over, be a guest. It's the best way to get it going. You know what I mean. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome special guest to episode 162, Mr. Matt Sabia. How are you, sir? Wow.
1: Honored. It's good to have you Honored here. and privileged to be in the Creaky Chair
0: Lounge. Yeah, we are in the Creaky Chair Lounge. Uh, it is the month of October, so we're going with the spooky, you know, just vibe here. But, I, I mean, I guess, like, I the thing that's, like, on my mind at the forefront is, like, you know, I've been getting emails. I've been seeing this stuff on Facebook. Can you believe... That it's been 20 years since we graduated high school. No, it almost takes my breath away. It is taking my breath away
1: just thinking. By the way, I will just tell
0: you right now, because this is like an audio thing, so people out there know you haven't aged. You look exactly the same. Yeah, it's
1: a good, it's a good point. I, th- I feel like, I feel like we've all lost some hair that we don't want to admit. I feel like that happened, but 20, 20 years, years and uh, I'll give you, I'll give you. This is, this is how 20 years worked. Still, the random people that you run into, like yeah. nothing. Everything's changed, but nothing really has changed since high school mm-hmm. like uh for instance, mm-hmm. Chris Dempsey, who we all know I, I my friendship with him was always cool, but it was always this thing where we would just see each other,
0: kind of like you and I,
1: yeah. But if you tr- you can't try and ruin that. Like that is our thing. Like once you try yeah. to like oh let's go hang out more. Let's often, go fishing down the. It doesn't. Google, it, gets doesn't some it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Especially when we see each other. That's <laughs> exactly right. So and you got to keep it that way. Yeah. But the world has a crazy way of making it, keeping it that way anyway. No <laughs> matter does. how you try to screw it up. The universe works that. Way. That's right. So for so yesterday, I walk into a coffee shop that I that I go to all the time, and which one? Give it a plug. Yeah, Volo down in Mania, probably okay. the best best just standard like european style walk-in neighborhood coffee shop you can find and i've been to many your coffee connoisseur I, it's I'm, I'm a la colombe guy okay i got you say no more at one point i was a starbucks guy mm-hmm. i mean i have to well maybe i'm a connoisseur if i get too far into no it, right? I, I i
0: myself i love coffee i mean it's i've already had three cups a day and it's like seven o'clock and i'm like still feeling i'm i guess yeah. i'm like i'm excited about the birds you know the birds are coming up here it's we're recording this on thursday before the eagles but let's get back to Dempsey. Where did you see Dempsey? I sit down. At
1: the coffee shop. Coffee shop. I do my usual. I go in there. I grab a coffee. Say hi to the barista. They ask me the same question every time. What I feel it? like they don't know me. They don't know you, but you freak They out. know me, but they yeah. don't know me. They always ask to go. Ugh. No, I always get the mug because I don't want to take any trash out of that place. I don't want to put the mug down, and I want to sit over it for a while and do my thing and relax most of the time when I'm mm-hmm. there. And do a little work. Well, that happens. I turn around my mug. I sit down, kind of like the way we're sitting right here. Mm-hmm. And when I lift my head, he's there. there's Dempsey sitting at the chair. I don't know how I walked right by him. And we sat down and had a nice conversation,
0: just like this. That's what's up. Um, did you find, and no disrespect to Dempsey if he's listening to this, but did you find that he was invading your special territory where you're about to work? He knew it. We were both, we, we probably both... You invaded his. It was... It had to be. It had to be that way. had to be that way. Yeah, um, I, I, I can concur uh, something like that. I mean, like, uh, I used to go to, when I didn't have a kid, I would go to Starbucks all the time to write. You know, I would go there. Just, that was my spot. You know, I'd sit by the window, I'd plug in, I'd listen to music while I was writing. Be in the zone, man. And it was like my special time. And no. I, won't, I won't name their names because they didn't know that they were invading my special time, but I got the tap on the shoulder. Hey, Bob, what's up? How you been? And I'm just like... No, no, no! Not now. <laughs> I'm writing screenplays right now. You got it. You got to. You know, but I don't like to be rude. You know what I mean. Now, were you a window sitter?
1: I, I or yes, uh, yeah. It's, back it's, of the back to, corner sitter.
0: Well, Starbucks, the one that I was going to it was in East Norton, and it had that like a uh, shop. It's like a bar type. Uh, seating That's by the right window Right by the window so Like I could where see people head's come Right by. at the window Yeah so people But like I could see Who's coming That's the best And thought. then I could be like You know what I mean I could, I could shade myself yeah. If somebody's coming But there's two entrances there But I don't I don't go there no more But uh I mean what coffee do I mean I did work at Starbucks I worked at Starbucks When I was 19 to I was 23 On and off Wait so I'm
1: I'm in the presence of like a barista. Yes. Like yeah. You're my guy with that even... Oh, that yeah, yeah. And then,
0: and then from 2010 to 2013, I was the assistant general manager at Nordstrom's Espresso Bar at the King of Pressure Mall.
1: That's big news, too. Yeah. Now,
0: were, was that pre-coconut milk Starbucks? Yeah. Um, to, I, was, I was... When I worked was there, it, just it was... just all whole it, milk, it, it was just all whole milk, skim, and half and half. Three things we had. We still had the nutmeg, the cinnamon, and the vanilla powder. Um, I... I I was working at the tail end of Starbucks when they started introducing, you know, all the fancy different... Well, that wasn't quite 20 years, but what we're talking about here yeah. is that's the difference.
1: That's what we've experienced. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even remember what... We didn't go to Starbucks when we were in high school. No, we didn't. Nobody... I, no, really I remember don't remember people drinking coffee. I don't know if it happened. I don't even know if it was first... I don't know if it was open. I don't know if Seattle had Starbucks all the Starbucks came into our picture
0: on. around that time, though. I think 97, 98 is when they first start popping up.
1: The biggest thing I noticed about Starbucks now is every kid... Like maybe it's saving society, maybe it's killing it. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but every kid's going in there. If they have five bucks, they're going. Well, in. I think you need like eight bucks.
0: No, you, can get, get you eight, can get. You so, can get. I mean pastry, and a, I mean it's like about one fifty. But nobody remember gets a when coffee. Unicorn, no kid get a unicorn yeah. frappuccino. Came out. I never sampled one. Did you have one?
1: I was in Delaware. This is funny. Yeah. Now the, just the fact that I remember where I was when the unicorn shake came out. Because I, re- I was yeah. in the yeah. improv yeah. scene, and everybody. It was a big deal. People mm-hmm. love comedy people and whoever, the people on the fringe love unicorns. Mm. So they were all into it. So every post I saw was about this unicorn shake. And it just so happened that I found myself at a Starbucks in somewhere in Delaware. Mm-hmm. And I, I lifted my head to see,
0: so sorry, we're yeah. all out. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you got it to tail end. Yeah. I didn't want it. I don't think I could handle I, that thing. I, from what I remember of it, and I'm sure I could just go on YouTube and look at it, but I hadn't thought of it since then, it's like you would swirl it and it would change colors, right? It would be a purple, pinkish hue, and then... Yeah, yeah. It was wild... See, I, was from a barista standpoint, hue. I can't understand how that's done. I mean, there had to be chemicals that are involved with this, obviously. Oh, sure. But uh, that was, to me, the most frustrating part of the job was making fraps. It was a pain in the ass, man. Like,
1: pain. enough to quit? What uh, drove you out of starbucks
0: uh my manager when i was 20 threw a hot drink at me
1: i was gonna say it's always the manager but i did not expect that yeah
0: she was there some tension build up how does it how does that happen let's let's face it i mean retail jobs like that when it comes to coffee or if it comes to walmart it comes to target there's always tension in the workplace there's tension in the workplace because the people who are running the employees don't have their respect because they're, they're not even there. It's even You know those questions like when you fill out jobs, they're like, hey, here. Well, would you ever steal? Is it a bad thing? How, are you, you know, you strongly agree, disagree? What about like teaching people how to treat other people with respect? This particular boss of mine, she was... Like,
1: a, would you ask that question? Should that question be on the thing? It should be, thing, yeah. Or should it just be like, should that be part of your skill set you're I bringing? I think that like, when you I'm meet somebody, <laughs> in,
0: when you bring somebody in for a job interview, especially if you're dealing with uh, restaurant industry you know, AMC movie theaters, anything like that, you shouldn't just be there in front of that person. You want to see how they interact with the general public. You know what I mean? And like, what they tend to do is they're like, oh, he's training right now. You might as well just put him like in a space, like, you know, cadet uniform. Like, look, you ain't ever making it to outer space. You're here at the academies, you know? Put them right in. Like he's see? never going to go
1: any further. That's exactly. that's his limit. You just see you just what they can do with
0: in. people, or give them a scenario, a role playing improv type scenario, if you will. You know, I. You
1: mean I, like get, let him be the manager
0: for the night and see? Yeah, what Yeah, I does. would say you sit here, sit in my seat. I'm over here. You're going to interview me now. now. Does that mean and we're just kind of like lazy I, at that point? I, like, I just I think that people don't worry too much about the interpersonal stuff, and I think that's what leads to mental health in our in our society, really. It's like we see each other on the surface and we see like what's going on in our social media feeds, but we're not actually... I can't see what's going on in your mind. You can't see what's going on in my, my mind. And I think that a lot of things come from the workforce. If you're not happy with your job, it's a miserable exer- experience. Like I, I've worked different jobs where I've hated going in, and now I'm working a job that I love going in. And it's a very different type of overall mental health type of... Um, Thing that comes out of you is just you feel better but I mean like when I was at Nordstrom I would interview people and I would spend time with them and I would like throw them for a loo like and I would bring out cups like you know like at Starbucks how they write your name on it like Matt and then like you know whatever like you know Vanilla well I would write stuff and I would hand it to them you know it'd be like M from Mocha WC whipped cream N nonfat and I hand it to them I'd be like look I know you don't work here but I just want to see like how fast you could pick up on stuff what do you think this means? somebody's like Mocha whipped cream nonfat milk Pfft, you're hired you know what I mean but if somebody's like I don't know I don't know you, no I'm sorry but I don't like, know your mom and I worked with employees that you know I actually had one employee who loved me so much that she would steal from the store so sales went up she stole a credit card from inside the store and stole our merchandise put it on a card that was stolen and she'd eat it but there, you know what I mean like she was doing it for the greater good she'd she could, eat the card or would just she, she would it, eat she like would the, the chips and like you know like the, the, the Horizon, uh, Horizon like fancy organic milk and she's like, Bob, I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, Look, it's it's okay. I understand it. I'm not the police, but the police are here. And I felt terrible. What do you do? What now? Does she run like Airbnb or like Netflix now or something? Like no, that I, seems to me She's not some even on She's not uh, She's the one. one some of the kind of genius I there. I didn't. I didn't stay in touch with her, but she was so young. Probably she was, for the better. She was like 21 and she had twins. Uh, like, you know, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility and then she gets fired from her job and taken out in handcuffs it's totally embarrassing and, like, I tried to explain to the cops, I'm like, look, she, he didn't. the cops were like, look, it's not up to you and Nordstrom presses charges if, they're, if, they're, if you're caught stealing and I was just like, mm, man, that yeah, sucks. That kid. But yeah, coffee, you know, and, like, I gotta be honest, like, with coffee, Starbucks, all that stuff, some of the coolest people I ever met was working at places like that. Yeah. Well, you brought something up, and I don't know. I don't know now how
1: to swing all the way back. No, to you it. can because this but is what we
0: do here on the podcast. We have no reference points. Just dive we, you, right well, in. Well, you you,
1: you, you, know, you, it's a big topic, mental health, and you brought it's it's a topic to me that, that touches home. But you you uh, you bring up, you know, like, wouldn't it be better if we just got in somebody else's head? Like, don't we want to ask more questions? But the truth, I think, and this this might throw. You know, I'm not sure what mm-hmm. the audience looks for here, but the bottom line is, aren't we all thinking very similar? Don't we all have very similar thoughts? Get to work, so do me. So once we get inside our own heads, mm-hmm. you're automatically, the more time you spend with yourself in your own head, yeah. y- you'll automatically be in everybody else's head. The fear, though, is are you willing to go into your head mm-hmm. and, and
0: not only at that
1: time that you're in your head, you're also in everybody else's?
0: That'd be wild if you could do that. I mean, have you seen Maniac on Netflix?
1: I'm scared to watch it just just because of it's every every similar, time it kind the plot of plot is very up.
0: similar to what you just described in a way. Whereas the two main characters are in each other's minds. Well, who's that? Jonah Hill. Yeah, and he's uh, he's a he's a what's he's one name? mindful Emma? dude. He is. He just not, not he posted Emma something Stone, recently. You know, he lost yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, uh, he posted something. He's doing this movie called Mid Nineties. Have you heard of it? Um, comes out at the end of this month. Yes. Put out by A24 about skateboarding. And he's doing a lot of press for it, and he's lost a lot of weight, and he wrote something recently, it was just like, you know, like, I realized that this has affected me for a long, long time, I was fat when I was 14, I was fat when I got famous, and now that I'm not fat no more, I have a lot to say about it, and like, you know, mental, like, health awareness, and, I mean, in general, I think, actually, as we record this today, is today National Mental Health Awareness Day, or was that yesterday? If, There's so many of them anymore, I can't keep up with it. Every day is
1: a day, and and now I think they've started think doubling yesterday.
0: up. They do double up, and yeah. what's, it, what's up with that? You can't have pizza day the same day as hamburger day. No, make no and sense. hot dog day can't be right after, as no. far as I'm concerned. That's, but no, mental health, right. though, I think it will continue way into the next century. They're going to try to conquer it. They're going to try to make things more easy for people. I mean, they're already doing it now with the multi-billion dollar industry of antidepressants and stuff like that. Um, I can disclose here on the, on the, the podcast that... Uh, I think uh, 2011 or so I was really struggling with sleep couldn't sleep at all didn't have a kid yet I was thinking that my sleep was brought on by all these different things but i really had just total lack of responsibility but I mean couldn't sleep so I went to the doctor because I went to get something that wasn't Tylenol PM or something that was over-the-counter I was seeking Ambien or you know Lunesta or something like that and uh, somehow or another this young MD here in country which I won't say where she is um, she he, prescri- he just pointed down the street. I but I'm did. Not gonna say I did. What direction. She prescribes me with an antidepressant for uh, lack of sleep. And I'm, I, I questioned her, and the drug was called Praxitine, um, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. But I think that's what it's called.
1: Well, let's call it Praxitine, just in Praxetone. case. Praxitine. Okay, case. I like
0: that. Um, so I started taking it, and it's an antidepressant for sleep. And i, I got to be honest, I would, I would fall asleep like you know, like 9 o'clock at night, just done. But the effects from it was the first time I ever experienced it. And I could see how it works for some people. But for me, I became... It felt like my brain was, like, electrically charged and I had, like, a fork, like, stuck in, like, the toaster oven and, like, somebody was trying to jam it out, like... And I felt this unbelievable sense of uh, empathy towards people. I was working at Nordstrom. I'd be helping people with bags. You know what I mean? Like, oh y'all get that boy, you. You know what I mean? Like, I was way out of it. And, like, my one friend, uh, Brian had came to see me at work, and nobody, none of my friends had seen me since I've been on. I was like, dude, what's up with you? Are you all right? And like in that moment, I realized, like, oh, Jesus, it's been like two, three weeks, and I am whacked. I got off of it. I got off of it.
1: I have a problem. I, I have this conversation recently a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with, there's, in our world, especially this world, the, the U.S., there's a big divide between... Uh, doctors medical doctors and i guess i got to be very specific with that but a medical doctor you're going to see the pediatrician oh, yeah. and you know yeah. that that kind of doctor or the emergency room doctors surgeons and then the whole psychological field mm-hmm. there's and there's always been from freud on there's always been this like gap maybe even further back than that but until they get their stuff together i i And and having been through similar stuff, been through uh, antidepressant, medication, Mm -hmm. all types of little things that way, is you're off because your medical doctor isn't spending the time to see how you're handling it day to day, what's going on in your life to bring you there. They're not really looking into that, but they're willing to say, here, take this. And well, that's why the hell we're in the problem we are right now with uh, all the issues with... um, Methamphetamines and and pills and all that crap.
0: Hi, it's really bad. It's rampant. I mean, I've had friends die from fentanyl. I didn't understand what fentanyl was when I first hear it, start hearing about it, and when I found out my friend died, I still didn't realize. I, I watched this documentary like two weeks ago about Prince, and I think Prince might have taken like just like his regular old like you know Vicodin per day, and it was mixed with fentanyl. And like these young kids are getting you know cash money. By mixing fentanyl into their product because it's so much cheaper, a synthetic opioid than the real thing, and somehow or another it's ten times—I don't know how many times stronger—but I just can't imagine like what that's like. You like you know you just killed like twenty-five people in the city, and then you move to Florida and then you start doing it again. they profiled this drug. They say it like, wasn't
1: fentanyl the one that they started mixing with everything? And, and they're was, mixing it. Yeah, it they're mixing really it. And then the other
0: thing—it's—it's it's scary. Is that, like, you know, say for instance, like you're somebody that's listening to this, and this is, this is actually good because I don't, I'm not sure maybe somebody out there needs this information. Say, for instance, you're addicted to uh, Vicodin or something like that, or you're addicted to a generic version of the pill like Watson. W-A-T-S-O-N is spelled on the pill. These pill providers with the fentanyl are also buying pill pressing machines and they're pressing the logo onto the pill with the Oh, fentanyl. going to buy the official trademark. Exactly, whatever. Exactly, because they go to Amazon to buy it, too. You could buy a pill press on Amazon. You can buy the the letters for the pills on eBay. This type of stuff should be regulated by some sort of state law. Uh, so if you are listening to this and you're somebody who goes down Moore Street or Narstown or you know, anywhere, it, there's an urban setting where you buy drugs where they're available, be mindful that the pills that you're taking, they're not safe no more. And it's time for you to get help Get off the drugs Get off the opioids And try to get yourself help Because now you could die I mean my friend Letterman died from it And I'm still fucking pissed off about it man Like I'm still just like It doesn't make sense And it doesn't work in my mind That he's gone because of this And it killed That, that specific weekend that he died I think it killed 9 to 15 people down in Philly
1: Yeah You know I never knew that I never knew that I never knew uh, Other than hanging out with uh, TJ Mutual mm-hmm. buddy uh, never, I never followed what happened to, uh, to Letterman. Letterman.
0: Well, Let, you know, I, I knew that Letterman would want people to hear this because he would want people to protect themselves and not fall down the tragic path. Addiction sucks. Mental health also, too, triggers into that. And if you can get help, you can get help. But, I mean, like, the shit that's scary now is, like, you know what I mean? Like, back in the day, if somebody handed you a joint, you knew it was weed. You know what I mean? Maybe there, there might have been angel in well, or something. But, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this stuff now is killing you. Who didn't? But the... But the, the
1: I think, I think now. Like if we look at ourselves sitting here again, I'll go mm-hmm. back to the twenty years later, yeah. sitting here. If we, if we go back, and I was never, I was never one. Everybody, who, whoever we both know, who would be listening knows. But I was never one for any any drugs. But I was I was up for drugs. Take I think uh, many different forms. Yeah, I was very much for one. Just give me the next adrenaline rush, whatever the mm-hmm. heck that is. I'll 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 do it. If I got to jump off this building, okay, I'll do it. If I got to, you know, just get that drug definitely sure.
0: and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: it's all interconnected. Mm-hmm. But the the one thing I think you have that both of us are kind of talking about now is when you're in your twenties or early teens, it's all about what's that next big thing. So at that time, if you heard fentanyl or whatever you know oh they just added this they they mm. added this you go all right that's the next thing let's let's no. amp it up let's step it up let's step it up because so we this. had no reference point you know yeah we just, you just we kept would climbing. hear what people would see yeah, and sure. now we've climbed so far technology mm. everything so fast that now we've literally gone from this relaxing drug pill we whatever to all right take this with something that's absolutely oh, gonna kill you yeah
0: and the thing that's crazy is that people get so addicted to it that they're willing to take the chance which to yeah, me is the most insane thing you know and like just a couple of weeks ago at some park i think in new york like they found a whole bunch of homeless people dead yeah. from it. and it's just odd you know and it's, it shouldn't happen i mean a couple of years ago we had the introduction of bath salts and like people eating each other's faces and everyone's getting scared just educate yourself on it if you have a problem get the help you need you know don't allow this addiction this drug to take away the rest of your life you know you yeah, only got one yeah. shot at this now
1: now to take let's th- that reminds me right away I, just the other day I saw a Sausage Party yeah. for the second time first time did I, you I see it on it cable where they edited it on I guess I maybe yeah or I saw it on Netflix just on whatever it was. I followed across. him online and he said he had to go and do
0: audio dubs for it. he said he had a blast because it was yeah, like, it's so, so, hard so hard to dub do. it down yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: the I saw in I saw it in the theaters and I thought it was kind of one of those, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like, this is overabundant, but revolutionary in a sense. The fact that he talked a lot, a lot of stuff in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And, but for me, like, Roger Rabbit's one of my favorite movies. So I anytime time they're doing that, 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 I'm like, all right, don't worry, they will. <laughs> you think? Absolutely. I think we'll make a sequel about anything. It, especially something they, they, like that.
0: There's a script that is out there that you could read online that didn't get off the ground for it. For that,
1: mm-hmm. I think they're doing a cartoon. They're doing something Roger Rabbit-y right now. I forget what it is. I saw. I know it they're doing uh, Space Jam. LeBron Space James, James is doing Space one. Jam. I think there's another one that's more like maybe it's a Muppet thing. I th- I'm pretty sure I saw a preview somewhere they, that was. That they was tried rebooting it. Out. They rebooted Rated the Muppets. Was it last one.
0: year? And it just didn't work. Like, yeah. they, uh, don't make them sexy. You know what I mean? Make them the Muppets. But talk, tell me about
1: Miss Piggy, Piggy was something. Because I do love Seth. Well, just the... I didn't understand, and especially now, because it's... It, it, without saying everybody's name, I mean, it's hit really close to home, all these deaths that have been going on recently. It sucks. It's um, happening a
0: lot. To, and it's happening to the younger crowd now, too. I'm starting to see. Yeah. It's not just us. Like, to me,
1: it's happening to all the... Like, I, luckily, I think, luckily for us... The, some of these things weren't there i think for for our crew or we'd be saying a little, goodbye to a lot more a lot people of but uh even now i think about all the kids that are that have gone and i'm like man that was that was like a cool young kid mm-hmm. like i remember that kid being like man that kid's going to be something mm-hmm. and then you know now Tragically you find out, out. out that for 10 years they've been kind of wiped off and and now so gone. many of them man. um, but he brought up the bath salts in the front and kind of mm-hmm. made it like this yeah, euphoric, like play, like everything's cool, and I didn't know how to take that because I'm, because uh, I'm cool with it, but at the same time I'm like, I don't know if I don't know if that's the, the picture that we want to be sending,
0: out there. And the and unfortunate and thing is, kids are watching those R-rated movies because you can just watch anything now. Yeah, you know, unless your parents are smart with parental car- controls, but even with that, you can get around it. I remember watching uh, Blazing Saddles and oh my like Animal House. And When's whatever the last time you've seen Blazing thing. Saddles?
1: Uh, like rewatched it I've, recently, it's so and I've racist. never, it's I, so racist. I've never rewatched the whole movie, but I see the beginning scene like mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it absolutely is racist. But it would never be made the again. Dream. It's one of the for me, I, and I know one of my buddies out there would you know hit me back at this and say like, no, that's exactly racist or something. But, but. I felt like Mel Brooks in some way was able to was, transcend it. Not transcend but bring light to it. You know, bring the fact that like this is silly. I do know what like, you Like this by is kind of yeah. stupid. You guys see what you're doing here. Like yeah. I don't think he meant No, I don't know. I never talked to him and never really delved into it, but the the humor was okay at the time, you know, even though it wasn't. But it was I felt though. like he was kind of like bringing it out there and going it wasn't Why don't like we just was talk d-
0: about it, have a dialogue about. Yeah, I race?
1: mean, he had all the races in his in mm-hmm. his movie. It would have been different if he didn't. It you is know? true, but yeah. they were they were there, and I I thought for, it's a good for some point. reason I, I, I hope think that, that it, meant something good.
0: It needs the conversation now. It's just I mean, you know the actor Riz Ahmed.
1: He, yeah, maybe he was Which in. One uh, he? Did
0: you ever see The Night of on HBO? It's an awesome show. It was a miniseries the, it's called, it's called The Night of. No, it was it was like a crime drama. It only no. lasted one season. Highly recommend it. Riz was in the... He's in the Venom movie, which is I haven't seen yet. I heard it's terrible. But he was on oh, this talk don't show. Don't tell me
1: that. I'm about to watch it soon.
0: I, I want to see it myself, too. But I've been reading the reviews. They say it's terrible. Now, I let you out, get back to what you're gentlemen. saying.
1: But does that... Does, uh, like, for comic book movies in particular, because mm. I know you talk about comics. Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Thing. Now, I'm never disappointed with a comic book movie because I want to see yeah. how somebody like us is going to turn it into a movie, like how they're going to take it off the pages mm-hmm. and what they see and how they're going to create it. I, I, I really, I, I'm never upset. You've never
0: been disappointed by a single superhero movie? I, not until after the fact. Not until I hear everybody's for, when you're, like... When you're watching, you're like, yeah, it's cool. Like,
1: like Deadpool getting his mouth shut in uh, the Wolverine movie when yeah. they sewed his mouth shut. That was like, so bad. Well, I was watching it I'm like... Why would but this guy do that? But I was here. like, he's, I, he's Deadpool I respect for guys. He's the, the guy with for them doing, doing this. You know, he's like basically, this is how he's interpreting it and wants to
0: portray it. That's a terrible, terrible. I'm going to give that guy the... Quince daily, today's is. Is Hugh Jackman's 50th birthday. No way. Yeah, So on Instagram. He'll never be Wolverine again. I think that he he is gracefully backing out despite Ryan Reynolds trolling him online and all the films and stuff like that. But, well, uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is releasing a new Deadpool movie uh, in December. Did you read about that? No. Quick, so a quick one, that quick, that quick. He was so that. Upset it's about the kind last of interesting. One. No, I, so it, it's it's called Deadpool 2: The Night Before Christmas or something like that, and it's Deadpool 2 retold with additional footage, but cut to be PG 13 so they went back and refilmed I guess certain sequences because there's certain things in that film you just could never even dump down to PG-13 but never he, they did it and uh, everybody got mad because they, uh, they surprised everybody by the release nobody saw it coming and other films were like moving around trying to get away from it or whatever but uh, I don't think he liked that movie I don't think he liked it. I it, it I didn't think it was good as the first I mean the first one's cool, you know, like I it's it's okay, you know, I mean like it still has like it's not a perfect superhero to, movie. To me it has the same feeling
1: that Sin City had. Oh yeah. Because Sin City, the first one, mm-hmm. to me, b second and I second think three hundred I think is the same way. I think that's a sequel to that that was Same yeah, way, yeah. They're the jerseys, just not, so, yeah. you just can't read because you're i think you're just like wow this is original this mm-hmm. is something I'm, I'm watching something for the first time and then when you see it the second time you're just oh like, it's
0: terrible i i remember seeing uh sin city 2 and just being like what the hell what would happen? Why? because the content material is really good you know but um what i was saying about riz who's in the venom movie he basically says in this interview on um, this uk talk show that you know he's a he's a Muslim, and, like, they were asking him, like, you know, how do you feel about, like, um, films like the, uh, the Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians? And he basically says, look, it's great that these films are coming up, but we shouldn't be sexualizing it to, like, I want a piece of the pie. We should be looking at it as a whole and being able to reflect and, like, you know, give each person from a different group gratitude towards them doing their thing so we can feel better about ourselves, which I think we were talking about earlier in the beginning of the show about getting in other, other people's heads. If there's a film about Asian people... We should be happy about it because we're all human. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy how race has gotten so bad now that, and I understand. That, you know, um, you know the blatant racism in America and the the history of slavery and stuff like that. It's a lot to deal with. You know what I mean? It's terrible. But if we start adapting these new ways of thinking, perhaps in 100, 200 years, we can completely get rid of that. Well,
1: <laughs> that's a whole lot. Like, there's a whole lot in there. You you can have seven. You're gonna have seven podcasts just on that. Yeah. But so. That immediately I'm thinking, I've gone on these, uh, well, let's go back to when I first saw you tonight, you go, oh yeah, didn't you just split up? Well, I was you know, in a relationship for years, married, and, and split from that. And what that sent me on was all these micro journeys, right? Mm-hmm. Each journey gets a little further and, and all that stuff. So I've traveled a lot now, mm-hmm. um, and one of the best things I've done, and this was a group Uh, uh, at least a few of us from from PW went down and went down to watch a football game in uh, Mississippi, Missouri or Mississippi area actually and went down to on our way, saw Elvis we Mm -hmm. didn't stop there we saw Elvis but before that we went to the Martin Luther King to the the motel there, Lorraine Motel Mm -hmm. and that they turned into a, a museum for basically slavery and you know the whole history of civil rights in in the U.S. I recommend that for almost everybody. But basically, what it did it took it took guys who who I call you know none of these guys are hardened criminals, mm-hmm. but just hard dudes who who you know we're not going to all sit around and cry together.
0: Yeah.
1: But every one of them came out of there dead silent, just silent. We couldn't say a word to you. It mm-hmm. it took. The air out of all of us. So much so that going to, like, Graceland, which really isn't much to look at, but people were excited to go see. Mm -hmm. It kind of just, we didn't care. None of that mattered. And how many people, I don't know, I don't know, other than that group, I don't know one other person who's been there. Have you been there?
0: No, I've never made it to there. Um, I didn't even know it was there. I have seen... um I've been the diff- I, I was really affected when I went to the Holocaust Museum as a kid. I think <laughs> they took us in seventh grade. Mr. Brennan was our teacher, I think, in Colonial Middle School. And he was like a World War II uh, collector. He took us there, and I was like, "What? We did this to people?" The one in DC, yeah, the one in DC. And like, the hard thing about this stuff is like, you know, like I think when you're a kid, like um, they'll say, "Well, we didn't do it. The, the Germans did it." And it's just like, "What aren't you know what I mean?" Like we're we're taught to like compartmentalize and. You're in this corner. You're in that corner. You know what I mean? Like at a very early age, Democrats, Republicans, Marvel, DC. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all, a label, it's all right? labels and like this and that. If we can get away from that, you know what I mean? Like plus, I mean, like when I, I mean, when I first found out about slavery, I think I might have been like four or five, and I couldn't understand it at all, man. I couldn't understand it at all. I was, I, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, you know, I was mad at my parents, I think, in a way. You know, I, like, I remember, and, like, I didn't understand the nuances and the terrible things that happened and how long it went on for it. But, like, how the hell could we do that to another human being? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, think the biggest, I think the
1: biggest thing that comes out of that, like, is it's like you didn't want to go to prison. Like, I knew as a young kid I didn't want to go to jail. Like, I didn't want to mm-hmm. – uh, I remember getting caught stealing – uh Garbage Pail Kids out of what used to be, I guess, the Acme all the way up where the Giant is now in Plymouth. It's hysterical.
0: In 162 episodes, I've had several guests on this show admitting to stealing cards. Not just Garbage Pail. Garbage Pail, Marbles, tops. tops, Dunruss, the yeah. whole thing. But a very pa- similar pattern has just emerged. Stealing cards.
1: Well, did their mom drag them back up to apologize to the cashier and the store manager? What, what was the name of the store? The Acme up at... Uh, Country? Yeah, but the one on... Butler and Ridge. I think it was oh, an yeah. Acme. Yeah, that, that, that was, bag. Maybe Acme was, was a shopping country? bag. Maybe it was a shopping bag. Yeah, it was a shopping bag. She dragged yeah, you yeah. back. She was really pissed. Drugged me. She found the car. She, I was, like, did probably have a, hiding somewhere. Did you somewhere. have all 12 in the pack? I mean, I, yeah. had them, I had them all there. I still remember the one, uh, like, gross kid with the worms coming out of uh, it. I just remember, like, looking at it. What was remember, your like, reasoning for
0: stealing these cards?
1: Because you... Good question. Mm -hmm. Like I'm pretty sure I wasn't allowed to have them. Okay. And I remember grabbing them. I think I can still remember the feel. Like I had a shit-eating grin. I was like, "Oh man, look what I got!" And every one I opened, and I don't think if there was, if you're telling me there's 12 in the pack, I probably got through four. And and the fourth one, as I was like turning to go to the fifth, my mom was like, "Where did you get those?" Knew immediately, and I, I, I got drugged back there. Had to give the whole apology, hand the cards back.
0: Man. And you still remember it. You still remember that, like, memory, of, the muscle memory of, of, like, I just messed up. Oh, you know, I I've like, shrunk, like, a little. I was like, Whoa. I mean, my son's almost three, and, like, every time we go to a store, he's trying to steal shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying to steal on, like, a bike the other day. I'm like, well, you, you know, like, he doesn't you know, understand the currency well, thing. But I was very well ar- aware of, like, stealing my reasoning was the marvel universe put out cards and in each pack was a hologram or not in each pack and every like 12th or 15th pack there'd be a hologram and i was like, well i can't afford to just pay my money and then not get the hologram so then i just started stealing and then i felt bad and then i i think i might have stole into my early 20s or so and then i realized the error of my way and i was just like never again like, why ever steal anything
1: well I don't know if that's you know? Uh,
0: I don't know where we were going before that, but I don't even know
1: where that I don't know where that is on the on the like on the line of what's really really wrong especially if you go into slavery's what's wrong, really stealing, really wrong now slavery's
0: really wrong but, but like stealing, is stealing, cards. stealing a
1: card I wonder because no, not really. I mean, like in the scheme
0: State, you know, if like how like what's bad? Well, for think a kid about to the steal? scheme.
1: What are we doing? Putting cards in into a pack, then throwing a hologram in, yeah. so you could charge five dollars more. Taking the, kids. the poor kid who, who's going up to grandma's house to mow the lawn for five yeah. bucks, yeah. taking all of his money, <laughs> and then if you remember the guy who was the card guy over there uh, up the street from Suckliff Park, country right cards. on Fayette, Crunchy cards. cards. That guy. All those cards from there are now worth nothing. No. But I spent every dime I had in there.
0: Do you remember um, being a kid like with baseball cards, basketball cards, and football cards, like the the hard cases? But there was a game where you would flip it, and like you would be like, "Look, I'm going to get my Bo Jackson against your Mark yes. McGuire." That was and later then, like, on. I this think. was like you went to the four or five school, right? No. Okay, no, no, so no. like four, five, Installed. six, seven, eight. You were at the middle school, though, right? Nope. You came in. At, no, at but everybody thinks I was there. Fresh- that's all. Yeah. That's all. I, I feel as if you were there. No, but I was in country baseball and all that stuff. At that time, was there was a game, and I can't remember the rules to this thing at all. You would flip, like you know, it'd be like card versus card. You'd flip it if it lands on heads, you know, the front of the card. You would. I forget the exact. I thing. did that once outside of country cards and
1: lost. Yeah, lost like a hologram card that I just bought. And out you there. were devastated, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did play. There was a wall that was right by country cards, and like you didn't have to worry about the, the teachers breaking up your gambling <laughs> but um yeah from the tangent race isn't terrible uh feel i felt terrible about it still feel terrible about it don't want it to be that way um which ties into the one subject me- um, that i want to talk about tonight kanye uh last week said he wanted to abolish the 13th amendment and then just today um lots of people online including like he was on saturday live he did like this like 10 minute monologue about like insane stuff Lots of people are claiming he's off his meds. This, that, or whatever. Today, he went to the White House and visited President Trump. Um, President Trump also, coincidentally, today signed some music act to give music royalties back to artists with streaming services. Kanye um, gets lots of heat from all sides of the community. You know, um, black people don't like him because they they have you know they think make Kanye Kanye again, and white people don't like him because he's you know working with the Republicans. The fact that Donald Trump... Like, I'm trying to look at the positive to it, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, like, look at both sides of the spectrum. But the fact that Donald Trump... Despite the fact that, you know, he's done terrible things, you know, we know it in the news, he still allows Kanye into the Oval Office with the entire news media to basically say whatever he wants. That's a risk right there. Kanye could have said whatever. He could have insulted himself, you know what I mean? Like, nobody knows, but what he did do was he rapped... He he delivered a 10-minute monologue, monologue apparently while he was freestyling about current events, himself, bipolar disease, slavery. Um, he's trying to get everyone to drive hydrogen-based cars. All uh, in the all in the rap. All in the rap. All in the monologue, which it comes off as a freestyle per se. But uh, he tell he tells one news reporter, um, illegal guns kill people, not legal guns. We have the right to bear arms. Like he's going on and off, like you know um before i came down here to record with you uh, i was was going through instagram trying to check out as many videos as i can you know and i'm just like we live in a day and age now where the president of the united states is a casino former casino owner billionaire who invites a superstar rapper to come have lunch and have a dialogue about current events like what the it's It's totally crazy you know like but the fact that they put it on TV, I I wonder what the agenda is there. You know what I mean? Like and like, look. Well, I entertainment.
1: I mean, they're yeah, too entertain It's
0: about it. Yeah, you're good. it's a good point. But it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's just such a wild. Well, thing. I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't
1: know if this is like. I don't know if that's good or bad at this point because if I'm just flowing my conscience here, I'm, I'm saying go, we've got two mentally different. ill people sitting in the in the office. You know, sitting now, that could be a good thing. We could be saying, going all the way back to you know, getting in everybody's process, head. Yeah. We could say, now we're all there. Now, now we're all there. This is this is what you get.
0: I think that that's what needs to happen. It's just that we need to start embracing the crazy more. You know what I mean? Like, us see if I could bring this up. I'm looking for his. Uh, I was going to ask. I was going okay. to ask. Do you been been have? Do you like
1: bring in audio or videos during during this cast? Of the Bob?
0: Um, I can, but the problem is with uh, most audio and most other things like that, I listen to lots of, I'm actually listening to a, a podcast right now about Halloween that does that. They bring in um, like, snippets mm-hmm. from the movie, no, from the 78 uh-huh. movie. So they'll bring in sound bites from the movie and stuff like that. But the problem is if you don't have uh, permission to use the sound bites, SoundCloud or anything like that will yank you right off. Like you can't do it. Ah. So like uh, I don't know if you've ever gone on YouTube and tried to watch something that's like illegally like yeah, published. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll mess with the framing or they'll put the image backwards or they'll change the graphics because there's an embedded code in their music or their video files that these companies go and look for to see if someone's um, been stealing their stuff. Um, Here's a little bit of what Kanye said today. By the way, uh, just as a prerequisite, he's wearing the Make America Great Again hat. This hat, it gives me power in a way. My dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also, I'm married to a family that, you know, not a there's not a lot of male energy going on. It's beautiful though. I love Hillary, I love everyone, but the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy, <laughs> this is the part that gets crazy, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time, a guy that could play catch with his son. It was something about when I put this hat on, you made me feel like Superman. You made me a Superman. So he basically is saying, um, he didn't vote for Hillary because he didn't play catch with his dad?
1: Wait, is that is that the...
0: This isn't the end. Now I'm going to let you read this part. <laughs> and you haven't seen it yet, so I just want to hear your like, fresh I'm, take I'm on it. Take it from... Uh, Do I need to say what he's talking about? No, not really. Says, I think okay. the
1: people will get it. Take it from the abolish part, maybe? Let me or further down? Take, take it from the top? Take it
0: from my... I did say abolish.
1: I did say abolish with the hat because why would you keep something mm. around that's a trapdoor? I was hoping to wrap to this, but it's not happening. If you're building a floor, the Constitution is the base of our industry, of our country, of our company. Would you build a trapdoor that if you mess up and you accidentally something happens and you fall and end up next to the Unabomber, you got to remove all the trapdoor out of the relationship?
0: So he says this in the main office. Wait, he he what? brings up the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Wait, he, oh. oh. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to put on my, like, mental hat, I'd go, okay, so I see trapdoor, constitution, industry, country, accidentally, Unabomber. What's he there for? And is this going to end up with some kind of crazy movie twist where Kanye turns on Trump? Is that hey, what you're
0: saying? At the tail end of, no, I I, I, I kind of believe that he's in love with Trump. I mean, at the tail end of this um, particular lunche- luncheonette that they had, he gives uh, President Trump a hug.
1: What if it's two egomaniacs not able to understand like the, what's going on underneath but really they're both they're both trying to hurt each other?
0: That would be wild. I think that Trump could be I think though. that Trump does like the uh, he likes the attention and he also likes I think that he does want to he wants to bring people together but he doesn't want to bring people together the way that peaceful people have done in the past. He wants to bring people together by money, by commerce there was lots of chat about, you know, jobs and China and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I get that. But, I mean, who I'm, knows? I mean, who was I speaking to? Last night I was having a conversation with somebody and it's just so odd. No, it was actually Joe Rogan's podcast. He was talking about his stand-up special on Netflix. He's talking about how every four years or every eight years we get sick of somebody and then we replace them with somebody else that we don't like. And then it's always, like, back, forth, or, like, two turn. You know what I mean? Like, which goes back to what I was saying about labeling What the hell hell is one person doing controlling the strongest nation in America? And in Joe Rogan's podcast, he talks about, like, what would it be like if, like, Thomas Jefferson came here to 2018? Like, Joe's like, uh, the first thing he would say was, so you guys didn't add any more amendments or add anything to the Constitution? We wrote that with a quill pen in 1776. Like, there's lots of things that can change. There's lots of things that need to have restriction... And it's a very touchy subject with certain people, you know, because, I mean, there's people who are in my neighborhood that I live that are racist. I know that because they have uh, the union flag outside of their house. Um, Their mailman is a black man. I asked him once, welcome my dog, who coincidentally, his name's Bobby too. I'm like, Bob, how do you feel about delivering your mail to this guy's house? And Bobby was like, he's like, you know, you're the first white person in this neighborhood to ask me that. He said, what's your name? Like, Bob. And he's like, "Long, well, Bobby." And then, like, he, like we became friends. And like, I, he's like, "It's hard for me to do it, but I just do it because it's my job." And I was just like, "Look, man, uh, you want me to get rid of the flag? I will." And he's like, "No, no, keep it up, keep it up." And I'm like, "I'm like, why? Doesn't that hurt you, hurt you?" And he was just like, "It just reminds me that I just gotta keep my head up." And I was like, "That's a good quote, man. You know what I mean?" But like, we need to get rid of these types of like, you know, I don't feel comfortable in the neighborhood with it. Like, he has it like right in front of his house, and you know when I first moved in I saw it and I said to my wife I was like you know I, I want to get rid of it and she's like don't do that and then at one point I made a sign it was going to be like uh, on the telephone pole missing racist never mind found him with an arrow like pointing towards his house and my wife was like you'll go to jail or he'll shoot you and like I realized too that I was trying to stop something by meeting it with more violence in a way or, or you know what I mean like and that's where people get things wrong I think is that they think to to inflict their will they have to like hurt somebody's feelings or they have to hurt them physically or you know mental health also too with the kids I mean they're coming to school with guns now you know what I mean like and that's terrifying well I remember somebody coming to a gun yeah back same. in our day
1: but yeah who knows like whatever's happening with that is is I, c- I cannot like that's a complete breakdown in everything I think when that happens it, it really is I've, and, I've and if anybody I've seen it happen from, from yeah. teaching for oh, yeah? 16
0: years you know like i i haven't seen somebody go and kill somebody, but I've seen that look in somebody's eyes, that look of the world hates me this person like I want revenge and yeah it because happens, because it's, right it, it happens quite a bit and it happens more now than ever, and people don't understand i mean people blame all sorts of different things, but you know it, it, I've said it before in this podcast it's it's just too much information it's also inclusion it's hard for kids to be included now. Because they're constantly made aware that they're on the outside with social media. Case in point, back in 98, if there was a party at uh, Don Rosen's house that I wasn't invited to, I only had a mental image in my head of who was there, what they were drinking, what food was served, if there was any. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know. And, like, the, the mystery of it alone was enough. That's I'd, pretty I've never, never been to Joe Russo's uh, big party he has. You know? I see pictures online, and I'm like, yeah, I want to go. But like it'd been much cooler back in the '90s. But like, yeah, there's this par- there was this party. There was there was parties behind uh, this Plymouth like uh, office building back there.
1: Wait, you know, now why didn't
0: you go? I was doing other stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? I was I with other say, other. I'm I, I went to sure. Couple, like, but, but I've been to a couple of them. But you know what I mean? Like, there was a, a few like massive parties that I would hear about. To like, me, like on Monday, you're you know, the like. guy that's always invited. I was, but also like I mean like. I just know what it feels like to be the, the freak, you know, like. Cause yeah, yeah. I think I
1: think to go back all the way to the beginning again yeah. is we all do. We yeah. all know what it's like mm-hmm. to be the freak. We Somebody all know what it's point. like to hit that hit that spot where you know what what am I going to do next? That mm-hmm. rage, that anger, all that stuff inside. We we all know what that is, you know. We're all up against it. It's just a matter, and there's one there's an easy way to stop it, and you see it, and then it kind of gets buried. But I was never and. And actually, we'll see at the 20-year reunion. I hope I was never that bad to anybody I went to high school with or, or grade school with. I, I, I always wanted, having that feeling, I always wanted to make people feel inclusive. But sometimes you got to be strong enough to stand up, just like you did with the mailman. Kids need to be able to stand up and go to that kid that's getting picked on and just say, hey. I understand. And, that, and that might be the only thing you ever need to do. Forget all the stuff we're spending all this time doing to try to fix these things, to try Stop to fix to the somebody. drug problem. Just go shake their hand, go give them yeah, a hug, go a sit with them.
0: And it works. Um, a couple students that I had in the beginning of my career, I could tell that they had really bad anger problems. One of them in particular, I was very concerned that he was going to do or say something to get himself in serious, serious trouble because of several different things that he was doing and demonstrating in class. And I took him outside in the the hallway in the 910 side near the pool, like down in that, like, stairwell where you would cut out, you know, like there's a little bit of privacy with the heaters there. And I just basically said to him, like, flat out, like, dude, you're fucking up. And, like, it was the first time you he heard me say the F word. And, like, I don't know what it was about the F word, but when you hear a teacher say, you know that they mean, you know, I was just like, look, man, like, it's cool to be different, you know? Like, you can't look at this like it's a bad thing. You're standing outside from the group, and people will take notice of you. Uh he was 17 now he's almost 30 31 still messages me on facebook what's up bob don't call me mr cahill no more i'm bob and he's doing great he's got you know like good life for himself and like i'm happy that he did things right um what you just said though i i i just i might as well say i was guilty of uh joining in with the crowd in uh middle school i don't even know where he is now but i mean i'll tell you his name if people know him his name was shane shane Schnell, i think his name was he was a taller guy. He'd hit puberty before anybody else, and we picked on him in seventh grade. And a group of people were, like, organized to go jump him at recess, and I felt terrible about that. And, I mean, there was, the, uh, there was a girl in high school that was constantly picked on. I, I didn't ever, I never picked on her, but I wish I maintained a friendship with her, and I hope I see her at the reunion. Her name was Robin. And uh, I it, it had to be terrible. And, like, you know, like 20 years later, she's probably still feeling all that pain. You know, like... When somebody hurts your feelings like that, it doesn't just last for the day; it lasts for a lifetime.
1: Yeah, and I
0: remember Robin. Um, Wow, wow. But yeah, the more you can take care of other people, and you know, I think that young kids, if they could start demonstrating this type of behavior, and I really I feel as if, from an educational standpoint, we need to start teaching empathy in our schools to kids, because as this evolves, and I'm holding my cell phone. Like we will, I will never look at you. Well, we came from. Uh, there's two things. There's two things that I'm thinking. Of. I don't know what your.
1: Uh, I don't know what your your podcast timeline is. Um, but there's there's two things that I'm just bringing up. Number one, we were. I, I th- I'm pretty sure it was our generation. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I know a lot of people did, and that was Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. And Freaks and Geeks was a big deal like it's a 90, big deal yeah. I don't know if it won Emmys or what all the awards were but I, I just remember like big deal mm-hmm. yeah and there's a ton of people on that show right mm-hmm. that, that yeah
0: Busy so, Phillips James Franco um, Seth Rogen to name a few there you go so, oh my favorite Jason Segel and th- the, where did he go where yeah, he this movie it? I recommend it highly if you got Netflix it's called The End of the World or no, The End of the Tour, it's called. It's called uh, The End of the Tour, and he, he, he portrays an author, a famous author, wrote this incredible book called uh, Infinite Jest that I'm trying to read. It's like 1,500 pages long, and I've never tried to get through anything quite like this. Um, definitely worth checking out, though. But Freaks and Geeks. please I do that?
1: Well, it, from a generation, that accepted that, and I think we're getting away from it again. And maybe that now you tell me that. It's like, okay, so what you're telling me is all those freaks and geeks who are now cool have maybe forgotten where they came mm-hmm. from, and, and all that. But I think you need to bring that kind of... It was the same thing that Stan Lee did. And I look at that now, and it, maybe we all do when we're in our 30s and kind of mm-hmm. look back, but Stan Lee and his whole little pack of cronies and that whole crew that mm-hmm. brought those comic books, it's so amazing what they've done because they, they literally named every single... If we're going to just call it mental health, they named every single deficiency... And made it something great mm-hmm. and, and just blew it up, you know, kind of just expanded. Like in comedy, the whole thing is to just keep ramping it up. Well, he took like, uh, you know, feelings, like having feelings. Like mm-hmm. Professor X can feel everybody's feelings. Yeah, everybody's feelings. Like, uh, you know, you want to talk about like a Unabomber or somebody who's really, you know, stuck in themselves. The Dark Phoenix. I
0: think, uh, Bruce Banner is a mild-mannered scientist who has an incredible rage inside of him that sometimes lashes out.
1: Which is the oldest, the oldest, most archaic. Was re- he was think. really good with that. Unbelievably so. I met him once. I asked him Stanley, question. you I did? I
0: asked him a question at a convention in Philadelphia. I asked him, I was like, yeah.
1: At Comic-Con? Or what What they had back in World. the day? It's at yeah. the Philadelphia yeah. Convention yeah, yeah, It's yeah. every year.
0: Um, he was uh, doing a Q&A, and I got up, and I was like, look, I, you, know, you invented all these great characters, but I'm... Interested in some of the secondary characters like Rick Jones, Bruce Banner's best friend. He cuts me off. He's like, "Stop right there, young man. I've never invented a secondary character. I think they're all great." And then like he told me something about Rick Jones about uh he had a buddy who played a harmonica or something like that.
1: But Rick Jones isn't the Solomon character with the long hair, is he? He's not the. uh,
0: Rick Jones is the teenage kid who was uh, in front of the gamma bomb, unbeknownst he's playing a harmonica in the original comic. Um, he's out in the test. He, like, he's sitting his, there. He like drives in his the car into kind of the test or no? field. Okay,
1: right? he's like, an older guy.
0: No, he's a teenager. So okay. Bruce is like in the original version, and they've never done Rick Jones in any of the Marvel movies. Oh, like, really? they're Waiting for him to show up because it's like it's a huge part of the Incredible Hulk. He becomes the Incredible Hulk in the book because a young teenager drives his car out into the gamma bomb test site.
1: Now everybody will know when they put this nugget in the movie. Exactly. The so
0: so so then like. Um, Bruce sees this and says stop the bomb and then the Russian guy who's the scientist I can't remember his name right now he tells him no keep it going um, and Bruce Banner runs out there to the gamma site pushes Rick Jones into uh, like a ditch as if the gamma radiation ain't gonna affect him anyway but Bruce gets hit by the gamma wave and becomes the Hulk yeah, which yeah, is yeah. also completely bru- like Stan Lee it's fascinating to say this because a whole other podcast on this Stan creates all these characters as a reflection of the times, because they were dealing with the Manhattan Project, they were dealing with um, nuclear test sites in, like, New Mexico and all sorts of different things. So he was always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always reading, and, you know, I mean, now he's got, like, it's terrible what's happened to him now, though. Like, people are taking advantage of him using... His um, estate for different things. Um, yeah, I heard about that and claiming that he's done this and that. But I'm just like, oh my God, wasting away, taking everything. See, I also think too, it's a good point you brought that up. As far as like mental health and stuff, cause kind of became the theme tonight. Is um, you know, comics like uh, they're not they're not uh, they're not recognized in school as literature. Um, some libraries have a comic section and stuff like that, graphic novels. But I've worked with teachers before who were not comfortable with me having comics in the classroom. I learned to read because of comic books. I started reading comics when I was four, and I still read comics. I go to the store weekly to get something, you know, so I can still read in that sense of format. It also helps kids with um, they're going through some sort of inner turmoil or something like that. One of those characters they can relate to, like just like you said, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And, I uh, dug
1: into them hard.
0: Which one was your favorite? Which character? Or which uh, character, character? Story comic. Whew.
1: Man, that's a good
0: question. Which was my favorite character? I was Hulk first and then as 89 approached I became Batman.
1: It's hard for me because I always created at the time I was always drawing my own characters. Same, same. What was your the, character? The, one I have to go to therapy on always. A muscle man character. Okay. Which is basically just creating a, a stronger you know a, a strong character and now after mm-hmm. we'll get into that another time. But it was basically like Superman but dumbed down. Um but my, I didn't like DC. I didn't have a mm-hmm. thing. Batman, I, I loved that, but I didn't, n- nothing really else on their side. The, I guess Spider Man and Spawn were, and so that you, was you, for you Todd McFarlane. Spawn, like right now, what's happening? Yeah, that they're redoing it. and
0: Well, he's doing it. Todd's Todd is. It. It. And it's yeah. R. Spawn's yeah. not the main character. Um, Switch, mm-hmm. uh, the detective, is the main Twitch. character. Switch. Twitch. Twitch. Twitch, yeah. you're right. Um, Spawn is like Jaws in the movie, where you seldomly see him, and they're making it more of a horror film rather than superhero, which I'm fascinated by. Like, get Did, it right.
1: I wonder if I saw that or if I read it, but that's exactly. Just the other day, I had the thought. Like, if they redid Spawn, it'd yeah. be better to do it. Like, they could really make it a good movie. And I, and I guess I cartoon? heard him talk about it once about that. HBO cartoon loved amazing. it. Yeah, I have so, it on DVD. So hopefully, which, it's like that. Uh, you can only watch. Mickey, when you find here, a DVD uh, we're
0: putting his house. Huge Spawn guy. He's got all the books. Um, I remember when Spawn One came out, I was like, I couldn't get it. They it sold out, and I was so devastated, man. I was like, You gotta be kidding me! But McFarlane, his run, I mean, he co-created Venom, so he gets a little piece of that pie. Um, his Spider-Man run was was uh, really good too, as well.
1: Unbelievable. His his standard like cover, that cover that he did Spawn, like looking the same as the as Spider-Man okay. one in the in I the web, it's just unbelievable. He
0: um, does lots of uh, Facebook Live videos where he teaches you how to draw. I watch all of them. I think they're awesome. It's so cool. Like He's got that new uh, the Mac Lightboard type thing going on with like the most easy, like, you know, like, stylus pen, airbrush type stuff. i
1: got to find more time for that. You still draw? I do. I do as I'm looking down at Mickey's sketches yeah. here. <laughs> like, all I yeah. want to do is pick it up and draw. I do, but I've never... Um, and ho- I'm sure at some point in my life, if I get the chance, I'll, I'll find the time. I can't slow myself down enough. Mm. It takes a lot to mm. do it. When I do do it, mm. it's... For my, you know, just this is me internally, like, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get it and I get in, in the zone, I'm like, wow. Feels good. Look what I created kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not in that zone, it's kind of like, it's just like an automatic. Mm-hmm. You kind of just draw what's, you don't really get into it. So I'm trying to get there, but I, ha- I haven't I haven't recently. I write a ton now. I write a whole lot. Uh, I write as often as I can. If I don't Same. write every day, if, like I haven't fully written um I the past few days I kinda of get bummed out that I didn't yeah, do
0: it. Yeah, do you like do you like beat yourself up like damn I should have been back at that and I'm not doing yeah, it? Yeah. I've gotten if a little better about
1: that, but you yeah, it. I understand I that you can't it.
0: force writing. You can't force it. Like, um I used to like force myself like ten years ago, like when I first started in the screenplays and stuff, I was like, I've gotta gotta write, I've gotta you know and then like I would just write dribble and just be like, Well this is nothing, you know, but you can't force it and you gotta wait for creativity and you never know what's gonna happen, you know. Well,
1: like, I don't know for the record, I'm still waiting. For, I'm still going to circle back to the one topic. But the the when you say that, I would challenge you to you're musically inclined, mm-hmm. right? So when you pick up a guitar, do you get a guitar block or a or bass block? You know, or can you just pick it up and start strumming?
0: I, I can, but it's not. A, it's a muscle memory now it's like a like a like if you asked me a downtown harvest song from like 11 years ago part of me would remember just from this weird
1: but even if you didn't so take out any uh-huh. of the songs that you know if you if I just put it in your hands mm-hmm. would you just well, start playing out, yeah I mean you would there's just
0: sur- there's certain things that I, I mean like with music and art I'm really good uh, home improvement stuff not so much you know I mean like I gotta watch a YouTube video but that's what makes this unique is that there's right side, there's left side. You know, yeah. what I mean? certain people aren't good at things. And but when I, I pick mean, up
1: a pen and a mm-hmm. piece of paper, it's almost it's almost like that. Like I don't ex- I, And for a while, for like mm-hmm. eight years, I had writer's block. I didn't realize I wasn't writing. It was a big part of my life that I, I mm-hmm. left alone, and I should have been doing it. And uh, you know, now it's back full force. But I, I don't. So I don't accept the writer's block means I'm not in a good. I'm not in a good spot. But I can always kind of flow. You can mm-hmm. just kind of, and it's that stream of conscious, which I thought you, I might be able to get out of you. On like, as soon as you pick up an instrument, you can kind of just flow, mm-hmm. flow through with it, and eventually you might get something. Yeah. But writing, I don't think even none of that matters. If you don't get to anywhere, you're still you're still writing. It feels good. Yeah, you're still doing you're still mm-hmm. doing the thing, and then I I feel like when you look back on it, it you had something there you know I always
0: like I like rereading favorite books every now and then you ever do that like just like read like just pick it up and open it up and like go through things like
1: it's weird I, I do a little more of that now than than I had before like the only book I ever reread mm-hmm. was Fahrenheit 411 four oh did
0: you see the film that HBO put out
1: the, the what, uh, uh, what's his Michael name Michael B. Jordan's in it oh no wait it's a film actually about so the book
0: so they adapted Fahrenheit 451 it didn't get much pressed but I enjoyed it because I liked the book at one point, Mel Gibson was going to make a movie, of it, but then he went on that anti Semitic rant and screwed his career. But uh, it's Michael B. Jordan and uh, Michael Shannon. So it's really good. It's it's dark as that film yeah, is, but. Yeah, I'll check that out. You'd but like I, that, yeah. but
1: that's the only. And then recently, I've gone back mm-hmm. to books and picked up kind of like, I think what you're saying, is like pick them up page through a mm-hmm. couple. What I find most mm-hmm. interesting, same with going back and reading your own stuff or looking yeah. at your own music, is just what you see what's different today mm-hmm. versus when you first read it yeah. and it, and that's the same thing with like what was slavery to you when you were a kid what was mm-hmm. the holocaust to you as a kid that's versus a point, yeah. what you think about it mm-hmm. today
0: I, I, I love what writing represents it's freedom to get your ideas out there you know and like if somebody resonates with it or uh, unfortunately we have to sometimes level our successes to how many people like it on facebook or something but i mean Somebody writes a book or something like that, you know, like that book, Infinite Jest, um, it won all sorts of awards. And then he later killed himself, like um, couldn't handle the depression and stuff like that. But I like you think that like you struggle with your writing and then you read like, you know, like you get to a point where you're like, oh, my God, like I, and then you read something like that. And you're like, oh, my God, like he's got so he's got 40 of me in this like script. And it's inspiring. I like when I find inspiration in other people's work. I find that in my musical side of things, it's met with jealousy by lots of musicians. They don't look at each other with the same regard as being like, We well, even I guess writers do it too, but I mean, like, if you were able to see the strength in others, then maybe you find some inspiration. Like, what's the point? Like, you know, if you're better at than me, awesome. It doesn't mean that I can't ever get there. You know what I mean? But, like, people are so quick to judge. Like, we judge everything. Someone's judging us right now. Like, do they, do they really mean can it? Can you see them? Probably. I can feel them. What's the topic that you wanted to talk about? Well, the pullback.
1: So we we talk. We got into the Holocaust. We got into the slavery thing. We got into uh, the garbage pail kids and getting arrested. What what really it sounds like an
0: episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's
1: pretty good. What what really gets me, and I think what it all comes down to, and really, mm-hmm. the further you get into mental health, the further you get into what really makes us tick. What mm-hmm. what we're really after is freedom. So. For any racist, for any guy, I would challenge that guy flag, uh, flying that flag if if he even knows what he means with the flag uh, or any racist or anybody in that, uh, you know, kind of term. I think recently down in South Philly they they went to the Italian-American uh, yeah. museum or whatever and, you know, desecrated that. Columbus yeah. We were all in a bad spot, you know, at, at one point. And slavery was that. So just that's the empathy side imagine being a slave imagine being told you can't do something you're not worthy you're not this just put yourself in that and we've all been there to some point whether it was our yeah. parents telling us we're not allowed to have that yeah. or we're not allowed to do that or a coach saying no you're off the team you can't do that whatever that level is or, or a cop saying, no, you can't steal that. Like, mm-hmm. just taking away that freedom of choice and deliberate, whatever you feel you want to do, taking that away from you. Just yeah. you, You're not allowed to do it. Take
0: away just, your writing. Take away your music. Take away your comics. And take some, away your garbage pail.
1: And I know. guess if I'm going to get uh, pissed off about it, you would just say, some spoiled brat kid is never, ever, 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 ever going to know that. Somebody that doesn't. Doesn't get that up, But by teaching people
0: empathy, I think that that. you'd be able to stop the, you know what I mean? Like, when did we, in school, did we ever, like, we learned history, but when did we ever learn what the word empathy was? I don't remember anybody ever I'll
1: tell you exactly who I learned it from.
0: Kurt, right? The way he signed it? Mrs. Gillespie. She taught you. See, I never had her. I heard she was awesome.
1: Now, when you say Kurt, who do you mean Kurt? Cobain
0: signs his death letter in 94, peace, love, epathy. It was the first time I heard the word. I looked it up
1: our connection with Kurt Cobain is a whole nother out of worldly thing just you because come back we grew up in February the same deal I, w- I, would. Right, I would I cool. would I, I won't even bring up then my Kurt Cobain yeah save tales. it save it for that uh but yeah it, no it would, it, there's no doubt in my mind and uh, you can go listen to 3000 podcasts and mm. watch every thoughtful you know well thought out uh individual that's, uh, that's out there I'm thinking of like Kevin Smith and Joe Rogan and all these guys that, that are out there um yeah, just be empathetic. Put yourself in their shoes. And don't go, oh, I put myself in their shoes. Literally sit, take a moment, and put do yourself you research, in their shoes. Going how the rain would you feel if that you was know, like, you? You'd never... Mm-hmm. The, walking through that, they did such an amazing job that there's no way... Nobody wants that. Nobody wants nobody that. Nobody
0: wants it. I've seen a news story this morning. And if you do, a you're a
1: sicko, and if that, that's all no.
0: Who knows how they get that way, but I read the story in Skip Back about an intermixed racial com- couple who has mixed kids who for the last 10 years have been harassed by their 38 year old racist neighbor calling them every single thing under the sun they called the cops cops did nothing they contacted a biker gang that coincidentally were working with my cousin who passed away from prostate cancer to get attention to them and then this guy's now going to jail for like harassment and stuff like who did it's weird too because it's like okay I live next to a racist I have bad feelings towards him but technically I should try, try to find a way to, to peace right so it's hard on, like, it's hard to get past, I think, the anger for most people, you know? Like, I'm speaking of white white people who are racist. I think that they're angry about something that happened to them, or they think that they're not the best, or, you know what I mean? Like, some weird shit where it's like, I wish that I could put them down next to a black person, cut them both open, and be like, look, looks the same to me, right? I mean, what's the difference, you know what I mean? Like, does this look different? Like, And what's the point of, like... Being so mad about something is different. Would you want to eat the same shit every night for the rest of your life? No, you want something different. I like fish. I couldn't eat salmon every night as much as I love it. I'd probably get well,
1: sick. Well, I tell you what, if uh, if it enabled me to do other things that I wanted to do, if yeah. it enabled me to be, be more free, so if if I had to eat tuna fish and, and uh, you know, an English muffin every night... Mm-hmm. I would do it if it enabled me to go mountain biking, climb and hike and reading and do all the things I love to do. Yeah. So yeah. if if you told me if I'm a raging racist and you told me all I have to do is go say hi to my brother down the street and say, You are with me, we are together, we are brothers in all of this and women included, so brothers and sisters is the mm-hmm. whole thing. If I if we could put that to bed, imagine what we could accomplish. Imagine what else we could spend our time doing. If we just all realize the simple fact that yeah we're all in the same shit and we're all we in really this are we're all here on this and the, planet we, and the longer we last the more we're going to realize
0: it because well but apparently by 2030 that's not going to happen because we've screwed the gonna, goddamn earth up so we're going to be fried we'll be pissed off as the the, the world ends but it's a good point it's like we all are on this planet maybe we live in different continents you know stuff like that different cities but we all share the one thing in common is we got no idea where the hell we're going next and I tell you one thing I, I, I we we think do I do know where I'm going where do you want to go.
1: I, it's, what do you mean tomorrow, or do you mean when someone decides so you, it's not my time to order. be here anymore?
0: Order, yeah. I've got yeah. this.
1: I've got this wild feeling that mm-hmm. that everybody's right. So that every religion out there, I've had this. I've had this weird thing forever for, since the time I was like twelve or thirteen. That all religions were wrong and right at the same time. They were wrong to segregate themselves from from everybody else and act like they were. It was all the same. That. They were all different, but they're all saying the same exact thing, including Buddhism, which and some of the Western stuff, which is you know reincarnation and some of those things that are, that are Sickers discussed and and, yeah. and, and uh, rising from the dead and he's all these things and and then and then bring it in with science. So then bring in Albert Einstein and just think that matter can matter is neither destroyed nor created, right? Yeah. So what does that mean about us? We're we're just pieces of matter all combined and, and piled up on top of each other. So when, when we explode, when that big bang happens, mm-hmm. when when our soul, when the when the minds that we're using right now just cease to exist, all those particles, all those things are still there, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to explode. They're going to go away. They're going to get burned up. They're going to well, an ant's going to pick a piece and going to walk over there. And that's good gonna, point. We're all going to be part of something. I used to think I wanted to be buried under a tree. Mm-hmm. I still want to. They said but,
0: that's very popular online now. Like, yeah. Um,
1: now, well, then they're going to put you in a little package. You can spend two thousand dollars, and they'll put you under this tree. To get grow. a tree sack. But, you know, just to oh, right now I'll be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I'll be a part of everything if that's. But, mm-hmm. come on, wait a minute. We're we're all we are a part of it. You're gonna you're gonna decompose and become a part of so many different things. We don't stay in that box. No, no. no know, we move so out.
0: we decompose. We're the, the box breaks down.
1: Yeah. All that mm-hmm. stuff. We're gonna move on. We're gonna be parts of everything. So, so in that case, you know, I challenge all the people. Go, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come back as a bird. I'm gonna be a dog. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna come back as, you know, Bobby K Hill the, the 27th. Who
0: knows? I I've said something very similar on the podcast be a, piece of a couple it. times. Like, you know, like I'm cool with it just lasting for a second. Brain dies, goes out. See everybody you love. That's it. It okay. is amazing that well, cool. stuff.
1: If you ever have like a near death. Uh,
0: I think that that's, it's your brain triggering isn't. what you think that it wants to be. And, like, that to, is the heaven, I think, is oh, if you're a good person, tricks. like, it's, like, your brain has tricked you into, like, this, like, facade as to what you think it is. Does it exist? Probably We don't know. But, I mean, like, I think that a lot of the old school people, like, tend to think that it looks like the King of Pressure Mall and we shop together and, you know, like, <laughs> they're, 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 there's, like, this, like, uh, sense of, like, uh, continued life.
1: Well, the Garden of Eden not, where I yeah, look I over and you're, like, be picking like that, giant that's tomatoes. That's boring to me.
0: I've already done that one. You know what I mean? Make it fun. You know what I mean? Let me let me shoot out into space like you said. You know what I mean? Let me become, like, a thousand different eternities for the rest of time. Like, I... I but why I, wouldn't you be? Like, in I, all, all I, things I, point
1: I, to that's the exactly, case. Unless we wake like, up and find out we're not... Joe Rogan said in uh,
0: that uh, Netflix special, he said, uh, well, we don't want to... Um, face is the fact that we were all monkeys who took mushrooms and became humans <laughs> and it's like, you know, like uh, we, our, our brains evolved and stuff like that and it's really, it's quite fascinating really how the human body works, I mean everything has to be perfectly aligned you know, and then like that's where disease obviously and ailments come, but I mean we're finely tuned by something I think that people sometimes they look into it so much and it's also one of the reasons why we have these different sex and these labels is because of this way of thinking, it all comes down to we don't know where the hell we're going we, we have no idea. Or we spend all this money putting each other's... Pl- getting plots in the ground, plaques, flowers, shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I Well, just, if that's the
1: only way to keep a park, I'm, I'm down for it. Like, if that's the only way we're going to keep like an open space, <laughs> I'm point, okay. Yeah. Let's keep... Cemetery. Yeah. Let's just keep cemetery and everything.
0: There'll be nothing left. But um, unfortunately, we are out of time this evening. Uh, this has been one of the uh, interesting podcasts I've done in a while. It's uh it's basically a nutshell of just a explosion of thoughts and it's a good way to end it with... The Big Bang Theory, like you know, like your your body just exploding, thoughts exploding, your mind just you know expanding as you listen to the Bobcast. My guest has been uh, Matt Sabia. He's going to come back. Um, I think uh, episode probably be around episode two hundred around that time uh, for a future endeavor. Um, sir, enjoyed your time here. Um, we'll have to do this again.
1: This was beautiful. What a what a fun what a fun thing. Oh, absolutely. Now, how much do I owe you? Let's, this is I'll free. just leave free that on charge. the table.
0: Free charge. All I'm asking is you tune in to www.thebobcast.podbean.com. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast. <laughs> you...